Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, Patrick, as the hockey connoisseur that you have been in your entire life and career, where does uh, where does Dean Evis? I know you wrote a column about him in the uh, in the in the paper here. Where does Dean Evis rank for you among hockey coach characters that you've covered? Well, I don't think he's very high on the list of characters. That's for sure. He seems to be about as. Uh, uh, I intentionally bland as, as anyone can get, but there's substance there, I think for sure. And, uh, I would imagine that, uh, uh, I, I don't think he'll ever be, uh, we'll, we'll never hear him like Boudreaux going in and uh, dropping 15 F-bombs in a minute in, in, the, in the locker room. I think he's, I think having been a pretty damn good player for a long time, he, uh, he, he coaches from the uh, player's point of view, and he, uh, you know, kind of knows what they're thinking, and that's how, he, what they, how they will handle a situation uh, for him. And uh, don't you, Judd, I mean, I, I think he just, he looks at it as from the player's viewpoint a lot more than most of them do. Yeah, he, right? he does for sure. He mm-hmm. does for sure. He, uh He's dry, but I'll tell you, Patrick. There's a twinkle there at times. He mm-hmm. he will de- he will definitely say stuff that's not that you, you have to read between the lines a little bit. But it, it was no coincidence that when Parisi and Suter at different times played here, he spent part of his press game post game pressers sort of unprompted talking about teamwork and that there's oh. no that there's no one you know oh, yeah. no one's more important than the team. Mm-hmm. that the crest is the most important thing. And that was not by by mistake that those guys were about two locker rooms over when he did that. Well, my uh, my third level sources say he hated Suter more than more than Parisi. He couldn't stand him because uh, he I guess he was he would he would he was a guy who kind of tried to figure out how to complain about something or or if you made a point, he'd he'd disagree with you as tough as a coach, but uh, I, I, Phil, I, I said this and I've said this several times to you guys. I said it in that column today, generally speaking, it seems to me when you replace a coach in the middle of the season, the message we always get is, Oh, they got to tighten up the defense. They got it. They've been giving up too many bad goals and uh, yeah. And stuff like that. And with this guy, it's uh, let's play faster. Let's now getting Kaprizov obviously uh, allows them to do that, but uh, I do love the way they uh, that they they go up and down the ice. And uh, I talked to Micheletti, of course, because I never write a hockey column without talking to Micheletti. 
And I thought he had a, a, a good observation that if you're in the middle of the third period, you don't, and down a goal, you don't have to pray to God. How are they possibly going to score a goal? Because they got guys, they, they can score goals. They're, they're dangerous till the end of games. And, uh, and that has certainly not always been the case, but much more, much more entertaining to watch than it has been for a long time, in my opinion. And I feel like the, the, it's the post Miko Koivu. Miko Koivu is your best player, <laughs> player era of, uh, you know, your best player shouldn't be a guy who, you know, scores three times a month. So uh, that's, that's, I, th- I think, it's uh, it's it's the other thing about it is to me he's amazing an amazing success because I didn't know anything about him I knew he played in the league but I when he replaced Boudreaux he had interim written all over him in my opinion he hadn't even even brought here by Fenton not by Garen he was just put you know brought in because they he was sick of Boudreaux I guess uh, Garen even though he only had him for what fifty seven games. But, uh, you know, the, to me, it, that interim all over him, and now he's – now they're going to have to sign him to an extension. He's going to be the coach of the NHL, coach of the year. So <laughs> so, so here's my question for the, for the group here, and, and Judd's Hockey Show, uh, feel free to, to chime in here too. Hockey is such a sport of frenetic activity. It's organized, but it's also chaos, and, and there's a lot of variance in hockey. How do we know that a coach is good as opposed to just a roster that's active and doing its job? And, uh, and, and, and what are the characteristics that make a hockey coach a good hockey coach? Have we figured that out? To me, the bottom line would be, do they show up, do they show up for 65 of the 82 games? Do your players show up? Do they play? You know, or, do you, or do you go there and how many times do you have to go and say, Boy, they don't have it tonight. And uh, the, in hockey, it's a, it's really an effort sport. It's uh, up and down sport, and up and down sports are certainly harder to coach than others because everything's spontaneous. So it's not like you got forty seconds of guys standing in huddles trying to come up with plays and stuff. Yeah, I, I think also just having a a both a, a buy-in with the players and having the right coach there. Because like you can have talented players and not have the right coach. Look at Mike Yo. Like Mike Yo got bullied out of that room, basically. They knew he was a pushover, um, and they needed the right guy in there. And I like Boots a lot. Bruce, Bruce Boudreaux has Vancouver undefeated still. I think they've won five in a row under him. Did they um, won last night? Yeah, they did. They won again. They were down 2-0 and rallied? Yeah, it was 3-0, they won again. I think they came back and won. Oh, Boots. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> Bruce came in and in. said, you think he came in and said, that was a darn good game, fellas. Or it might have been, might have been, had a couple of adjectives and darn, and darn, shoot. With an F. Uh. There was probably an M and an F last night. <laughs> when you come back from three rip, it's probably M wow. and F. Bruce, there it is. Bruce, it's, there it is. It amazing. is. It's, it's amazing it's watching him. Hilarious. But I, I think, you know yeah. It, it's weird, though, uh, Phil, way back, the, the, the North Stars had a coach named Bill Mahoney, and everybody hated him. The media hated him. The players hated him, and he went to the Western Conference Finals with a not a great team, right, Jen? Uh, I mean, that was they, they got that was a nice swept, team, yeah. They got swept by Edmonton, but yeah, 
I think Louie hired him too, right? Why yes. Was it Louie or was it Jack? No, Louie, who still to, to this day swears that he, he was a, a good coach, but the problem was uh, when Bobby Smith demanded a trade, he probably should have fired Bill instead of trading Bobby Smith to <laughs> Montreal. I think Louis, Louis's always regretted that trade. Mm-hmm. Bobby Smith you know, was too good to trade. Bill Mahoney was such a bad guy that uh, he's the only coach that Bracken hated that I backed Bracken. Bracken? Yeah, usually, usually Bracken was wrong. But in this case, uh, I, I had to back uh, Bracken on that one because he was just – he was mad at the world. I don't know yep. what, what his problem was. But that, again, hockey, like every other sport, they can't be the wild man – you know, tyrants that they used to be. Mike Keenan, Jacques Demire, those guys never, even even if they were 50 instead of 75, or I don't know if Demir's still alive, but they wouldn't get jobs today. You can't just go in and tell them how horse bleep they are. Too abusive, Patrick. Too abusive, huh? damn it. Uh, too too ab- abusive. They, they would now be fired for being abusive. Oh, yes. Well, These we're guys. firing They're general managers. We're firing general managers left and right for screaming at the help. That's what they do. <laughs> you know, what the hell? You know, isn't that what they're supposed to do? I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, when when uh, when being nice to the help has become a big thing in hockey, that's, uh, that's uh, you know, the world has changed. That's for sure. So, uh, all right. So you've you've jumped on the Gopher basketball bandwagon uh, last night. Uh, just a, a great home victory over a team that came in. Listen, uh, I'm, let me try to find the name of this school. All due respect here, I believe it is uh, Corpus. It's a uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi. They came in eight and one last night, yes. Pat, and the Gophers. Yeah, it got a little off. dicey there for a minute in the second half, but the Gophers pulled off a big victory. Well. I know I told you guys that maybe it's that seniors. They have all the seniors and they have all this experience. And that's why they only turned it over seven times in two games against Michigan and Michigan State. And what an amazing uh, coaching performance this was by Thorson, uh, not by Thorson, by Johnson and Thorson and the other assistants to get this team to take such good care of the basketball and not give it away. 28 turnovers. I don't think Patino ever had a team that had 28 turnovers. Did Bring they? back Patino. I know. How could you turn it over 28 times? It was unbelievable. And and I watching Johnson on the sideline, it appeared to me that he was just that he was not going to go nuts about it, you know. But I think he will, you know. The next time they have a practice, they will uh, be. Uh, be reminded of, of that performance. He was, it didn't seem like he was go. He, he, I guess he's not a guy that's going to go off because if, if you're going to go off as a coach last night would have been the opportunity, right? When you throw it away 28 times and you let this team that you're, you know, 25 ahead, get back in the game. It, it was, uh, I'm sure that his, plan last night was maybe to get to see if he's got any bench or not right and then and, you know play some of these guys that haven't played at all and they some of them play five minutes but the answer is no yeah, i mean if you can't figure that out against jacksonville you or kansas city or whatever yeah that's true yeah he, he wanted those wins early so bad because i think he was 
I think he was as mystified as to what he had as everybody else was going into this season. I think when they threw it on the floor against UM Kansas City in the opener, he figured it was 50-50 whether they're going to win or not. By the way, UM Kansas City, I was looking up Missouri when they got beat by Kansas by 40-some. That used to be a great game. They lost their season opener. Chris Long's alma mater lost their season opener to UM Kansas City uh, solidly. They're horrible. Alonzo oh. Martin, who's, you know, got run out of Tennessee and run out, he, he left Tennessee and got run out of California and he keeps landing on his feet. But uh, they used to be, uh, you know, that was a good basketball program and now they're getting beat by. Yeah, forty by Kansas and UM Kansas City. Beat. I mean, it is amazing. Like you know, now that we're you know twenty years removed from great college players staying three and four years, yes, everything is so flattened out now. Even the and, and even like just the number. I feel like there's ten more teams added every year. I just pulled up Texas A and M Corpus yes. Christi's schedule. So uh, and so ESPN has every Division One schedule and box score and everything. Three of the teams they've played don't even have links as teams on ESPN.com. They've also played two games against University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley. Mm-hmm. Like, There's literally like 350 <laughs> teams in college basketball, and they're all as evenly spread as we've ever seen in the history well, of the we were always We always had to be the biggest state with one Division One team. Now there's two with St. Thomas. But it's, I mean, you got... Texas must have 30 of them. North Carolina, they got 30 of them. Yeah, yeah. Every school down there is Division One. They're all trying to get them, you know, get their little share of the NCAA tournament money. And uh, it, it is they should they should just not let anybody in anymore. They they should create <laughs> they should create two division. You know, they should they should break up Division One basketball like they did in football and split her in half and say no. You got too many hyphens in your name. You can't play Division <laughs> too many, One. Best. Too many directions in your yep. school name. It's the yep. hyphens that <laughs> judge that. Oh, yep. come, yeah, not, two hyphens, mm, too many. Bye. Too many. See you. Bye. We're going to get you on a show like Family Feud. And we're going to ask people if they've ever heard of this school or not. And if you if they say no, then you can't be in Division One. So. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. Like you remember the uh, the Western Athletic Conference, right? Yeah. The 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 WAC. The WAC. So apparently, uh, the WAC, University- Mountain West, and the when the Mountain West broke away from the WAC, this is what we we ended up. Now the Mountain West, Mountain West is basically the old WAC. Yeah. Can you guys name one team in the WAC? I believe New Basca- Mexico basketball WAC. I think New Mexico oh. State's in there, still in there, but they're leaving. But uh, I think okay, so yeah, okay, so New Mexico State, yeah. So besides New Mexico, how about State. Dixie State? Are they in there? Wow, you're really good at this. Tulsa, yeah, the, the Dixie State Trail, but no, Tulsa is way too big for the WAC. I, you know where Dixie State is located? No, Utah. There's what? an area of Utah in the south of Utah, an old redneck area that basically named itself Dixie as part of the <laughs> area, and. In honor of the Confederacy. Oh, my Even God. Even though Utah was, a, I think, a neutral state. But, uh, you know, and they've been trying to get rid of the name for you. The administration's been trying to 
get rid of the name and these rednecks are, oh, we're Dixie, damn it. And there's a big feud going on there. So they're apparently going into some, a, a new conference and uh, there's a big feud down there to, to get in. They want them to not be Dixie anymore. In yeah. Dixie State, so. Uh, the Grand Grand Canyon U, yes. California uh, California Baptist, yeah. Abilene Christian, Seattle University, Christian, Stephen yeah. F. Austin, Utah Valley, Dixie State, UT Rio Grande Valley, Sam Houston, Chicago State is in the yes, back. That's good luck. What? How about paying those travel bills from Chicago State? Which, they couldn't get in elsewhere, huh? When they There's, play a game, they draw 38 people. But they got a basketball team flying all over the country. It's like St. Thomas being in the Pioneer League. You know? And then we've got the Lamar Cardinals and the Tarleton Texans. That is your Western Athletic Conference. That is a Division One college basketball conference Amazing in 2021. It is, uh, and that you know, one thing I, it drives me crazy about the Gophers is why are we bringing in Texas Corpus Christi A Why don't we have? North Dakota, South Dakota, South Dakota State, you know, draw some people, South, you know, get Northern Iowa. Why don't you play these teams? Then they can get on a bus. You know what it cost them to have these idiots here last night? $80,000. Yeah. That's the one bit of information Andy Katz gave us. Yes. Well, he wasn't kissing everybody's ass on the uh, broadcast. <laughs> he didn't mention yeah. you. I was very upset. Yeah, yeah. What happened? Long-time yeah. Minneapolis sports columnist. Patrick well, Royce. when you get an objective reporter like uh, by a babu, you got to give her some attention, right? So, you got <laughs> you got edged out. Very bitter. Very very bitter. Well, I am bitter because uh, you know I I feel as though that. The gopher hole is not entirely objective on the gopher. I think when they go to last night's game, they don't, uh, they, they, they have a rooting interest. That's what I, you're saying they're not, they're not fully objective journalists. Yes. Your... That's what I'm saying. Wow. And, uh, Andy, it's but then the neither's Andy. <laughs> Cause Andy's objectivity is he's, he's got the dark star approach. What could the next hour and 45 minutes do for me? For Andy Andy Katz. Katz. <laughs> what happened? So I know there, there's, there's been like nine rounds of layoffs at ESPN, but he went from doing bracketology with the president of the United States <laughs> to doing a Corpus Christi Gophers game on Big Ten Network. Yeah, yeah commentary, yeah. too. It was very weird. Stuff yeah. happens, though. Stuff happens. <laughs> yes, it does. In, crazy in crazy, man, crazy world, Patrick. In this business, stuff happens. I, we, stuff we, can all, uh, we all know about that. That should yes, be your book with Chip. Stuff mm-hmm. happens. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we've, we'll uh, we'll see what, what's going on there, too. We, <laughs> uh, we've, we, we, we read the first five chapters after the editing, and we might have to. We might have to. Uh, you got you to cut some stuff or what? No, I think... Uh, I, I I love the editor. I've worked with him in the past, but he wants way too much detail on on things that that he wants to explain things and uh, it's no. to be that's not the Royce agreement. No, uh, we don't need to explain. That's not it. the Royce agreement. No. Look it up. If yeah. you don't get it, yeah, look Google it up. It. Figure yes, it out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Find it yourself. Trust the readers. They'll figure it out. <laughs> no, don't trust them. But but as I've care. said, I don't know when I started saying it, but maybe the early eighties. 
if you don't get it, that's your problem. Yep. <laughs> <It's not> my... <laughs> yeah. Oh, one, my famous quote when, uh, when uh, I think it was Crevier came to me and said that the new editor, I've never seen a guy who wanted the nut graph at the top, meaning telling you who, why, what, when, and what the topic is more than this guy. And I said, oh, boy, he's got an adjustment to make, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to which Glenn's face probably yes, went ashy. Right. Yes. That's right. <laughs> when you told him, I ain't changing the nut graphs no, going to be in the last late. paragraph. Too late. This is it. You know, <laughs> this is what you late. get. Uh, All right. All right. We'll see you Friday. 28 turnovers. <laughs> no, you yeah. get, you, that's one of those things you can't stop. You can't unsee 28 turnovers. It's aggressive. But, so they're still uh, what eight and one, nine and one, nine, 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 one, and one. nine and one. Ben Johnson. It's still amazing, but uh, they better not throw that game up against anybody else again. Else, uh, they they will be four and sixteen in the Big Ten. Solidly in the, the bracketology. Yes, yeah, right at eleven seed. Let's, Let's go. Get it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. All right, yeah. Pat. We'll see you Friday. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, wrapping with Roycey, Mackie, and Judd in the Scorn Earth YouTube channel. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.